So good morning, welcome to New Hope Chapel's Sunday morning prayer and worship service. And today is Mommy's Day, so we celebrate Mother's Day. The title of my sermon this morning is, For Mother's Day, The Gift of Encouragement. My text is the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 26 and 27. I'm not actually preaching from there, I'm using that as a foundational uh, message. You know, I should tell you that in the course of my sermon, something that I rarely do, and that is I focused on four, four, sto- well, four stories, I guess, or it's a poem and a couple of letters. Those are not my words. I'm just incorporating them into the sermon. So I always look to Psalm 1914 for the Lord to take my words and anoint them to make them his thoughts, or I want to make his thoughts my words. But in this instance, I'm actually asking for an anointing on some of those letters and poems and articles that I've taken, somebody else's words and on my own, ask that they be anointed and reach your ear in a godly fashion. Amen. So, dear Lord, this morning, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. A little story, not reading, it's my own. So teacher had her elementary school grade class taking a test. They were giving, she gave them a lesson on the magnet. And then she gave them a demonstration of what the magnet does. And then the next day she gave them a written test to, re, to test their recollection. And she included this question. She said, my full name has six letters. The first one is M, and I pick up things. What am I? When the papers were all brought in to the teacher, she was astounded to find that more, almost 50% of the responses were mother. That's a child's perspective. But in some, some areas, mother seems to fit that for the kids. Now, many of us are familiar with the love chapter in 1 Corinthians Chapter 13. Well, I found a different approach to this chapter, which focuses on moms. And if I may, I'll read it to you. If I live in a house of spotless beauty, with everything in its place, but have not love, I am a housekeeper, not a homemaker. If I have time for waxing, polishing, and decorative achievements, but have not love, my children learn cleanliness, not Godliness. Love leaves the dust in search of a child's laugh. Love smiles at the tiny fingerprints on a newly cleaned window. Love wipes away the tears before it wipes up the spilt milk. Love picks up the child before it picks up the toys. Love is present through the trials. Love reprimands, reproves, and is responsive. Love crawls with a baby, walks with a toddler, runs with a child, then stands aside to let the youth walk into adulthood. Love is the key that opens salvation's message to a child's heart. Before I became a mother, I took glory in my house of perfection. Now I glory in God's perfection of my child. As a mother, there is much I must teach my child, but the greatest of all is love. Amen. You know, so many things come to mind when I think of moms. Things like love, strength, patience, grace, hope, perseverance, joy. 
and so much more. And all of these things and more represent the best qualities of a mother. Mothers in our lives have reflected many of those qualities. But instead of standing up here this morning and preaching a sermon on the qualities of a mother, I want to speak to you on what a mom needs. And I'm quick to say that I will not be talking about a vacation, a trip to the beach, a cruise, a day at the spa, a clean house, taking her out for dinner, or even a nice book. While all those, I'm sure, sound inviting, what I think mom needs today is encouragement. In your sermon outline, please note five ways to encourage moms. These are one through five. First, give her affirmation. Second, give her affection. Third, give her acknowledgement. Fourth, give her attention. And fifth, give her appreciation. Read that mostly for the online people who don't have outlines. In any event, there they are. You know, Jesus spoke seven times while he was upon the cross. And his first word was a prayer to God to give forgiveness to his enemies. His second word was a promise to the dying thief. And the third word was to his mother and to John, the beloved disciple. To his mother, he says, Behold thy son. And to John, he said, Behold thy mother. Let's picture the scene for a moment. Three heavy laden crosses stand upon Calvary's hill. Jesus, the Son of God, is in the central cross. The mob jeers. The soldiers gamble, the religious leaders rejoice, while Jesus looks down and sees his mother standing next to the cross. By her side is the disciple John. Jesus now lifts his voice and says to his mother, woman, look at John. From now on, he will be your son. And then he turns to John and he says, John, from now on, she will be your mother. And from that time on, John took Mary to his own home. Well, we know that Jesus lived a full life. He discharged fully his duties to God and to man. And he was not willing to die and leave anything undone that he ought to do. So he arranged for his mother's future. Here we see Jesus setting a wonderful example You know, when God gave us the Ten Commandments, he gave us instructions as to how we should feel and how we should act toward our parents. Exodus 20, 12 states, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God gives thee. Again, we read Paul's admonition in Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. You know, even in the darkest hour of his life, Jesus stopped long enough to do the right thing concerning his mother. Even while he is on the cross bearing the weight of the sins of the world on his shoulders, he takes time to make sure that his mother's future will be taken care of. As God, Jesus is dealing with eternal matters, but as man, He is showing us how important it is to take care of and to honor our mothers. And I want to share with you this morning what to give your mother on Mother's Day. First of all, 
Give your mother affirmation. You may think, I don't have to tell her that I love her. She knows I love her. Or you don't have to say, I love her because I show that I love her. That may be true. But all women, or generally women, need verbal affirmation. They need to hear us say with our lips, I love you. Every time you see your mother and before you say goodbye, be sure to say with your lips, I love you. I came across this article in, of all places, Dear Abby's column on the internet. And I'll read it to you. Dear Abby, I enlisted shortly after Pearl Harbor. 36 days later, I was on my way to the Philippines. En route, the Philippines fell to the Japanese, and we were routed to Australia. Eleven days after we landed, I met the most beautiful girl in the world. On our first date, I told her I was going to marry her. I did, 18 months later, while on a 10-day R&R leave from New Guinea. After more than 57 years of marriage and two children, my beloved Mary died five days before Christmas. While Mary was alive, she would frequently say, you don't know how much I love you. I would reply, ditto, likewise. I never said, I love you. And although I wrote poetry to her, I could not bring myself to say the three words I knew she wanted to hear. I love you. Well, as my dearest was dying and we thought she was comatose, I nevertheless drew near to her ear and I whispered, there aren't enough words to tell you how much I love you. A few hours later, she whispered, not enough words, and died. Amen. You know, don't be like the man who said to his wife, I told you I loved you on our wedding day 50 years ago. And if I ever change my mind, I'll let you know. But I know that some of you say, I'm not comfortable with all that mushy stuff. Well, then be uncomfortable. Your mother needs that verbal affirmation. So first, give your mother your affirmation. Secondly, give your mother affection. When was the last time you gave her a big hug without her asking for it? When was the last time you gave her a kiss on the cheek or a neck rub or just sat on the couch and held her hand? You know, she was the first person who ever touched you. She wrapped you up in her womb for nine months, and when you were born, her first priority was to hold you, to cuddle you, to stroke your, your neck, your head, and to rub your feet, and to hold your little cheeks against her face, and to give you a finger for you to grasp. You would give her bear hugs so tight she didn't have to hold on to you. You would cling to her so tight as she walked around. You know, she changed your diapers, potty trained you, and held that Kleenex to your nose when you needed to blow it. And she wiped food off your face for years longer than she should have had to. She constantly touched you. And now she is older and she needs your touch of affection. 
Just a hug from you means more to her than flowers or candy or out to dinner. So first, give your mother the gift of affirmation. Second, give your mother the gift of physical affection. And third, give your mother the gift of acknowledgement. Mothers have an incredible job with no pay. No position in the business world compares to the physical, emotional, and spiritual commitment that she has in motherhood. And I want to share with you a poem that came across my desk. The title is, No Occupation. Listen. She rises up at break of day, and through her tasks she races. She cooks the meals as best she may and scrubs the children's faces. While school books, lunches, homework too, all need consideration, and yet the census man insists she has no occupation. When breakfast dishes are all done, she bakes a pudding, maybe. She cleans the rooms up one by one with one eye watching baby. The mending pile she then attacks by way of variation, and yet the census man insists she has no occupation. She irons for a little while, presses pants for daddy. She welcomes with a cheery smile, returning lass and laddie. A hearty dinner next she cooks, no time for relaxation, and yet the census man says, She has no occupation. Amen? Don't ever make the mistake of asking a mom, do you work or do you stay at home? And many moms and wives today have to work on top of the full-time job they already have. Now, in spite of all she does for us, we become impatient with her. We forget to acknowledge all that she does, and we tend to take it for granted. You know, we get so used to her taking care of everything that we come to expect it, to the point that we are sometimes outraged that those clothes are still dirty. That's not ironed? You're out of my favorite cookies. You know I like that over rice. Where is it? And kids... Mom is going to pick you up at school so you don't have to ride the bus. And then she scolded for being five minutes late. Rather than being impatient with mother, acknowledge all that she does for you. You've heard of Dr. Dobson with Focus on the Family? He read this letter from an 80-year-old woman on her birthday. I'll read it. To all my children... I suppose my coming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you. What I truly want are things I can never get enough of, yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and sit with me and for you to be relaxed. We can talk or we can be silent. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is to always be repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past and about my slowness and my, and my set ways. I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically. Please be understanding about my personal 
care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure things out. I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I've already taken it. I take too many naps, but sleep helps to pass the day. Well, there you have it. Time, patience, and understanding. These are the priceless gifts that I want. And I remember in his letter, the Apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's a wonderful feeling to know his eye is on the sparrow and I know he cares for me. I guess being old is not so bad after all. Love, mom. So on this Mother's Day, give your mom affirmation, give your mom affection, give your mom acknowledgement, and fourthly, give your mom attention. You know, mothers, listen as you pour out your heart. She's always had a sympathetic ear. And even as an adult, you've gone to her when you needed someone who who would really listen and understand and who was always on your side. Some time ago, there was a documentary of men who were going to the execution block for capital crimes. They interviewed the men and they interviewed the mothers as well. Invariably, the moms would say, he's such a good boy. The interviewer would say, but he slaughtered seven people. And the mother would then respond, yes, I know, but he has a good heart. It's no wonder we like to talk to moms. But now she has issues. And now it's your turn to be her rock and take some time to listen. It's payback time. But she's always complaining. Yes, just like we used to do. You say, but she talks about herself. And she'll ask the same question over and over and over. We must realize in their older days, our parents have fears and anxieties. Let's treat them the way we think we're going to be, we want to be treated when we're in their shoes. So this morning I say, let's give mom the attention that they richly deserve. Remember, love is not only spelled L-O-V-E, but it is also spelled T-I-M-E. Just give mom a little time because that's what she wants. As she was raising you, she took time to patiently bring you up in this world. It was not always easy for her. Now it's time for you to give back to her the attention she gave you when you were growing up. She took the time to teach you, to minister to your needs. Now it's time to remember and to minister to her needs. So on this Mother's Day, give your mother affirmation, give your mother affection, Give your mother acknowledgement, give your mother attention, and fifthly, give your mother appreciation. You know, our mothers deserve our sincere gratitude. Not just on Mother's Day, but from a genuinely grateful heart when they least expect it. And you won't always have your mother, so give her appreciation while you have her. There is nothing too good for her. You can ultimately never repay her, but we ought to die trying because she will someday. 
Listen, you didn't, she didn't spend on herself until all your needs were met. She did without so you could have. Now it's time to give her something she desperately deserves, and that is your appreciation. I want you to remember back in your, your, your background that mom cleared her schedule just so she could run you around. She gave up opportunities so you'd have more opportunities. And she literally laid her life down for, for you, so give her appreciation. Now here's a math question to make a point. State your answer as a fraction. If there's ten on the table and only one apple pie, how much does each one get? The answer, one-ninth. But pastor, don't you know your fractions? If there are that many people at the table and only one pie, mom will not take a piece. So give appreciation to your mother on Mother's Day because of what all she has given up for you, for the sacrifices that she's made, sacrifices that she only she can know what they were so that you would have life as you have today. You know, the Bible tells us to honor our fathers and mothers. And as I mentioned earlier, this is the only commandment that includes a built-in promise of blessing. If you want to be blessed, then bless her. And now in conclusion, a God story. And the title is, When God Created Mothers. Listen as I read. When the good Lord created mothers, he was into his sixth day of overtime. When an angel appeared and said, you've been doing a lot of fiddling around this one, the Lord replied, have you seen the specs on this order? She has to be completely washable but not plastic, have 180 moving parts, all replaceable, runs on black coffee and leftovers, has a lap that disappears when she stands up, a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointing love affair, and six pair of hands. The angel shook her head slowly and said, six pair of hands, no way. It's not the hands that are causing me problems, said the Lord. It's the three pair of eyes that mothers have to have. One pair that sees through closed doors when she asks, what are you kids doing in there when she already knows? Another pair in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't, but what she needs to know. And of course, the ones in the front that looks at a child when he goofs up and and it says, I understand and I love you without uttering a word. The Lord said, I'm so close to creating something so close to myself. Already, I have one who heals herself when she is sick can feed a family of six on one pound of hamburger, and can get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower. Not only can she think, she can reason and compromise. And finally, the angel bent over, ran her finger across the cheek of the mother. There's a leak, she pronounced. I told you, you were trying to put too much in this model. That's not a leak, said the Lord. It's a tear. What's it for, asked the angel. The Lord replied, it's for joy, sadness, success, disappointment, pain, loneliness, and pride. You're a genius, shouted the angel. And with a somber look on his face, the Lord said, I didn't put it there. 
her children did. Let's pray this morning. Lord, help us to never be too busy for mom. If you could take time and great effort for her on the cross at your death, then help us to love her while we still have her in our lives. Amen. I'm going to be asking all mothers to stand. And let me tell you what I think a mother is. Moms, stepmoms, grandmas, foster moms, and those spiritual mothers who have stepped into the lives of nephews and nieces to nurture them. Let's stand up. Well, let's pray for these, for these moms as they stand. It's a prayer of blessing for moms. It says, Dear Lord, bless every mom of every kind with the finest of your spiritual blessings this morning. Confirm in our heart and spirit the work of your hands and the love that she has so freely given to those children under her care. Validate your worth daily so she has no reason to doubt whether she's loved, valued, and cherished in the eyes of our Heavenly Father. Create in her a deep sense of your protection and trust so that worry and fear will disappear as she places her loved ones into your care. Let her know that every prayer she has prayed and every encouraging word she has spoken on behalf of her children has been transformed into sweet, fragrant offerings before your throne. So let her joy be contagious, let her passion be pure, and let her life overflow with all the blessings she deserves on special days and on every day of her life. In Jesus' name. Now as we leave this morning, those of you standing, I want you to approach the ushers in the back, and they have a gift for you. And with that, the service is over. I want you to have a great Mother's Day. And remember what the day is for. Amen.